0: Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that kind of hair. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm going to come. Happy Friday. It's the Dante Greco show. I'm back live. I'm back again. I know I took the entire week off. I haven't done anything since last week. In case you couldn't tell from the view counts on my videos, this is not my primary source of income, nor is it my second or my third or my tenth. It's not a source of any income yet. But every time we do this show and every time people keep watching and liking, it grows and has the potential to become an income source. Now, I'm not saying I'm even doing this for the money. It's insane to try to get into the game this late and think that you're going to earn massive amounts of money off of a youtube show when youtube's changing the monetization settings and the algorithms and nobody everyone's just the podcast arena is so bloated that no one even cares we can't take one more bit of content shoved down our throats like we're all foie gras ducks i get it but i still like doing it it's about the connection between me and you and uh i'm back here to do it just had a busy week i normally don't go a whole week without doing a show but you know what are you gonna do let's get into the news let's see what's happening all right the midterms are coming up this isn't a political show i haven't been following that closely but, you know, I guess we have to talk about it a little bit. Nine and ten fear of violence in the midterms. I don't think there's going to be any violence. I know that people are showing up and sitting outside of polling places with their camo and their guns and they're trying to, like, you know, fake intimidate people. But just show up and drop your ballot off. No one's going to open fire on you. Um, you know, you'll be fine. I, I don't think that it's that uh, that big of a deal. I, I really don't. This stuff is always overblown. It's like when they tried to make everyone think that there was going to be violence at screenings of the movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and then nothing happened. You know, the media does need to play up these, uh, these narratives for clicks. That's just how it goes. So I don't think there'll be any issue, any serious issue, you know, maybe a fist fight or something. But I think um, I think you'll be okay. All right, so that's my take on the midterms. You'll be okay. Let's talk about Britney Spears. I saw I read this article that um, a stylist. Now this is what's funny about it. The Sun.com is. You know they're on the borderline of reputable. They're also like you know they'll post real stories, but they're also the ones that post about uh, like at a UFO, alien. They're they're kind of touching on the same subject matter that the old old National Enquirer would touch on, or or like the Weekly World News. But they they still have real stories. It's just weird because I saw this headline that Britney Spears is trapped as a baby doll pop star because of her traumatic past. I thought, okay, they must have talked to a doctor. No, it's a celebrity stylist who has revealed this. Britney Spears needs to break free from her dated pop princess image given her new age, her age, and her new life. She's shackled to her difficult past because of the trauma. By the way, the celebrity stylist, not exactly wrong. I'm sure there's kind of a Michael Jackson thing going on here. Britney Spears got famous very young and went through, you know, a lot of abuse. We all know about the conservatorship that she had to be in. I was there when, when it was lifted, I was out there in the crowd. I was covering it for TMZ. And when they made the announcement, all the pink confetti started firing off. And then, you know, like everyone was having a great time. They were blasting Britney Spears music. Uh, I I wasn't, super emotionally connected to the moment to be honest but i was glad Uh, i think they should have let her out of her conservatorship even though she still clearly doesn't have it all together yet Uh, and i was also glad that it was over because it meant i didn't have to go stand outside court again uh while while the while the free britney people marched around downtown la outside the courthouse so it was a win-win for me and for britney but You know, it would help her if her husband, Sam Ashgari, could somehow stop her from making these videos. She's always doing these odd dance videos that are shot from a high angle, you know, and she ends up looking like she's like, you know, in a hostage video. Or like some horror film that you put on the TV and then you'll die in five days because you watched it. Like It has that kind of creepy thing with the black eyeliner all the time. And she just soullessly stares into the camera. It's freaky. Someone needs to, at the very least, lower the camera. You know, she used to be shot kind of from below in her music videos. It looked normal. This is frightening. It's a hostage video. It's ISIS. It's, you know, I don't know. Maybe what Scientology, you know, the the David Miscavige's wife, she's probably doing stuff like this too. The guy who runs Scientology. It scares people. I mean, the nude photos are a whole different thing, but they they just make her look, um, I don't want to say crazy, but they make her just promiscuous I don't know it's a whole different thing these videos have been scaring people for years and they always made people question and think you know well maybe she should stay in that conservatorship because there's clearly something going on there um but I agree with the stylist I think she does she is kind of trapped in her past probably needs a lot of therapy and just to continue living in freedom to move beyond this at least She hasn't gone the Michael Jackson route of completely butchering her face with plastic surgery and uh, changing her skin tone so that she doesn't even feel like she can go outside anymore, lest she be stared at like some kind of uh, anthropomorphic freak. I don't know if anthropomorphic was the right word there, but it's a live show. So that's the Britney Spears story. Uh, I wanted to touch on this. This came out the other day. The owner of Moon Shadows in Malibu and his son were killed in a fiery Mulholland Drive crash after 21-year-old rear-ended their vintage Mustang, Mustang, suspected drunk driver charged with double homicide. I only wanted to touch on this because Moon Shadows, if you have forgotten, is the place where Mel Gibson got drunk, left and then got pulled over and went on his whole uh, anti-jew sugar tits rant and that rant you could argue gave me a career because that was really the first big story that TMZ broke and that put them on the map now i didn't come along until a few years later but without that story you know they may not have they may not have uh, accelerated so fast to the point where they could hire a whole crew of camera guys like myself to hit the streets and get more celebrity content so i owe a special debt of gratitude i think to um andrea Bullo, the owner of moon shadows malibu and his son marco there he is rest in peace it's very sad you know you get hit by a car from behind and you die that's how it always happens isn't it the guy who hits you gets out of the car and is okay and there he is doing a sobriety test Unscathed, and you're dead in a fiery crash. What the fuck is that? It's horrible. So, I just wanted to give a special shout out to Andrea Bulo and his family. Thank you for having that restaurant. Thank you for over serving Mel Gibson to the point where he destroyed his career for years and gave me a career in return. There's a lot of celebrities that I could think of that way, by the way. Uh, you know, mel gibson the kardashians of course Kanye, like all these people michael jackson thank you for dying and for us for getting the exclusive all these people kind of put the company on the map and sustained it to the point where i could get there and work for 10 years and uh do very well and now now i have this show Nicole Avant. Now this kind of touches on the midterm. God, you know, I feel bad, by the way, for these um the clef thing or whatever that's called, the the lip thing, but like where is the can we get a little bit of like a blurring on that? I don't want to be confronted with that every single time I'm just scrolling through a website. It's kind of intense. You know, I'm just trying to read the news, not have a a a breakdown over feeling bad for some child with a cleft thing, whatever. All right. Nicole Avon. She's the wife of Ted Sarandos, Netflix CEO. And her mother was murdered earlier this year in a home invasion robbery. Uh, She is, her mother was married to Clarence Avon, who I used to see every day in Beverly Hills, And I just recognized him from there. I didn't know who he was, but he was always out and about going to lunch. Uh, Legendary music industry figure. And I had to go there that morning. They sent me out when uh, Clarence Avant's wife was killed. I had to go up to Beverly Hills and set up my tripod and try to get some footage. Of course, the cops had set up a police line so you couldn't get too close. But at the time, we were all not not the company, not just me and, and like my friends that I were talking to. We, of course, suspected it was some kind of inside hit job. Maybe someone trying to send a message to Ted Sarandos. You know, there's all these rumors about Ted Sarandos and net not specifically Ted Sarandos about Netflix online and about their dealings. I'm not going to touch on them specifically because I don't know the legal ramifications of that. But there are people have a lot to say online if you do some googling on your own you'll you'll kind of get what I'm talking about so we figured like you know maybe this was a, a retaliatory hit of some kind or someone sending a message who knows turns out it was just some idiot who was who who after breaking into their home then went to the Hollywood Hill and killing her uh, unnecessarily he went to the Hollywood Hills and I think tried to break into another home and ended up shooting himself in the foot. You know, just some criminal. Anyways, Nicole is coming out in favor of Rick Caruso because she says it's the drug addicts in the street. There's so much chaos. Says there are people naked in the street and drug addicts in front of people's homes, adding to the uncontrollable chaos in Los Angeles. She finds it insulting that people assume she will vote for Karen Bass, who's running against Rick Caruso, just because they are both black women. Uh, A lot of celebrities came out in favor of Rick Caruso, and then they kind of quieted down because of all the blowback they got. But the celebrities, you know, some of them liberal, or they want to at least portray themselves as liberal. They don't want homeless people bringing down their property values any more than a normal person does. So uh, I'm not surprised by this at all. And especially for her, you know, some reckless pos broke into her parents house and shot her mom act right, you can't be mad at her for for voting for caruso for that there are a lot of unstable people in la right now i don't think la is as bad as everyone else thinks it is it's really neighborhood to neighborhood but on the drive through every neighborhood to get from one part of town to the other, you are seeing a massive amount of either tent cities or you're seeing these RVs. Whoever got into the RV business or has been in the RV business, like they're making a killing right now, hopefully, unless the RVs are... I mean, I will say the RVs that I see parked everywhere are kind of old and shitty. So maybe it's the secondhand RV market that's doing well, but um there's a lot of rvs a lot of campers a lot of people out on the streets yes i mean if you go to hollywood hollywood was always kind of like that but it's worse now zombies wandering around and even i've had to deal with some of this you know there was just and no one knows what to do the security doesn't really do anything they don't really move people along and except in beverly hills beverly hills is very good about this they have beverly hills ambassadors that are always around now they're not armed. They don't really have authority do, to do anything, but they kind of lean on the undesirables. You know, if they see someone coming in and trying to set up camp, they kind of, they surround them and then they, they move them along and they call the cops. Uh, you may say that's inhumane or whatever. Uh, I'm just telling you what I see. And Beverly Hills has a lot of fake homeless people too. So it's like, it's interesting because the, um, uh, the the ambassadors know the difference between the fakes and the real ones because we see them. You know, I used to see them every day. You get to know who's just hustling out here and who is legitimately disturbed and you know is swinging around a uh, a fireplace poker, which who knows where the fuck they got that, but they're swinging it around outside the palm and they need to be moved along. I think we can all agree with that. Um, yeah, I I went to a Whole Foods in Westwood like a year or two ago. Some guy out there just yelling at everybody, making lewd comments. And, you know, I kind of got into a little bit of a verbal argument with him. It was stupid, too, but I I did it. And then, you know, he he started reaching into, like, his lunchbox. He had, like, a lunchbox with him hanging on a strap. And that's when I said, okay, all right, chill. You know, because who knows what he was going to pull out, a gun, a knife, Whatever. The point is, there's a lot of unstable people out there. Now, I didn't call the cops because I didn't want it to be another one of those situations where the cops show up and shoot a mentally ill person or a person of color. And, you know, then I have to feel bad. But like the whole food security should have moved that guy the fuck along. Right. And then the other night, I'm going to a restaurant here in LA. I don't, I won't say the restaurant, but the security guard was unstable i go and park up the hill on a public street it's perfectly legal to park as i walk down he says to me no you can't park up the hill i said what what he said you can't park up the hill man no parking up the hill i thought it was a joke he was wearing a mask i thought maybe it was somebody that i knew like you know fucking with me so i started laughing and then he's like no parking up the hill so I try to walk past him. He's blocking my way. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's public parking up the street. You can park there. And he goes, yeah, you white privileged motherfucker. I said, what is white privilege? I, it literally wasn't white privileged. If it's white privilege now to park on a free public street, then I don't know. This country is over, but it, I literally didn't do anything wrong in this instance. And the guy was still hassling me, but I went in, I talked to the manager and he, the manager says, yeah, you know, this is our third complaint against this guy. You know, this will help me build a case to get rid of him. Like third complaint of him doing this. You should have been got you should have gotten rid of him after the first time. But whatever. You gave us some champagne. We sat down. Should have left. But I don't know. Uh, it's just it's crazy. The The unstable. I think unstable is the best word to describe. I don't know. I'm not gonna maybe a quarter of the people in LA right now. There's a lot of problems. So I understand why people like Nicole Avant are voting for Caruso uh, and many others. You know, people are fed up. People have a lot of compassion, but I think a lot of them have reached their limit. Yeah, this guy. He's there having a great time. Totally stable. Right? Anyway. Bad Baby. I'll remember Bad Baby. Previously, formerly known as... The artist formerly known as the Cash Me Outside girl is speaking at Oxford. Or she spoke at Oxford. She made $50 million in a year on OnlyFans. She's only 19 years old. And she's from Florida. She's one of those rare Florida success stories where it's like, wow, actually, I'm surprised in a good way by someone or something coming out of Florida. Is that a hacky cheap shot? Probably, but whatever. She spoke about abuse, her career and her rise to fame at a highly awaited Oxford Union address this week. Students were spotted queuing for hours. As they waited for her to deliver a speech she made 50 million dollars in a year on only fans i don't know if she's still active i don't think she needs to be i wouldn't be i would just take that money and go invest it and not in crypto but just go invest it somewhere and and live uh i will give her praise i interviewed her many times especially in the early days when she was first becoming a celebrity i interviewed her many times and she was always extremely professional you know she knew the game she knew what to say and how to say it to keep the fame continuing the music was and i'm not the only person who says this her music was surprisingly good you know she had some good songs Uh, i don't know if she wrote them or what but you know But does Beyonce write all of her music? No. So not going to hold that against her. I don't even know if you're allowed to write your own music in the music industry these days because it's such a business now that this idea of a real singer-songwriter who just sits... Even Taylor Swift, she's always bringing in Jack Antonoff or, or somebody else to help her. There's always a team of writers ensuring that the money is well spent and that hits are created it's like they can't even take the chance that an artist would write their own song and maybe it would just be okay so i just don't know if you're allowed to anymore write your own music um but yeah with bad baby i I, you know what she should be speaking at oxford 50 million dollars at 19 not imploding with that kind of success and just, you know, being able to rise above her origin story of being kind of like, you know, uh, what people perceived to be. A, this is not me saying this, but people perceived her to be just like some trashy, low class, you know, fighting with her mom on Dr. Phil cash me outside that accent. Uh, she, it's really quite remarkable that she's been able to maintain a career, but I'm not surprised that she, that she's able to. And that's the point that I was saying was that, you know, I, I interviewed her so many times it's been years, but I always thought, wow, this is actually quite an impressive young person. So, and she had a good team behind her and, and I knew that, uh, well, I didn't know, but I figured uh, she might actually have a shot at, uh, some kind of long lasting career. So here she is speaking at Oxford. Congratulations to Bad Baby. Now, this is something I wanted to talk about. Um, a grotesque model re- reveals what humans could look like in the year 3000 hunchbacked and wide necked, with a text claw thumb and a second set of eyelids. So, and they called her Mindy which I would be insulted if my name was Mindy and they chose it to be this thing. Look at the head shape, the weird eyes, hunchback, arch neck, tax claw. I already have a problem with this because this assumes that in the year 3000, we're still going to be holding smartphones for everything. Like Elon Musk is on the cusp of putting microchips in our brains that will link us to the internet and everything. We're not still going to be holding a phone and hunching over at that point. We might be less physically robust. Certainly, we might look different. You know, We might look like gray aliens or whatever people predict humans are going to look like in a millennium. But we're not going to be holding a phone. And by the way, there's people that look like this right now. This isn't even that crazy of a prediction. There's people that look like this right now in Hollywood or on the Venice boardwalk. Mindy, a grotesque model named Mindy, which they say provides a glimpse of what humans could look like in less than 800 years as a result of a reliance on technology. She was created by toll-free forwarding as a way of visualizing how technology affects our bodies. Years of looking down at our smartphones or up at computer screens will result in hunched posture, according to the model. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, even computer screens. We might have little contact lenses. We might have glasses that we can just look and see everything. There might be virtual projections yeah, they have the technology. I was at Disneyland, and some Star Wars ride that they have has this really realistic looking holographic projection of one of the Star Wars characters uh, as part of the ride. Now, as that technology becomes more available and less expensive to create, we, we could be doing that. You know, you press a little button, and up comes your computer screen, and there's some kind of weird touch technology that you have, or maybe you put a glove on and you can touch the air, and type. Uh, This is kind of a short-sighted model. Meanwhile, our hands will be permanently molded into a claw shape after consistently gripping our smartphones. As well as text claw, humans could experience smartphone elbow, a permanent 90-degree angle caused by the typical positioning of the arm when holding a device. This is horseshit. Why is her head buzzed? Are we also getting rid of long hair? What the fuck is this? This just looks like somebody who's in the music industry. This looks like an up-and-coming artist. Ah, uh, your muscles can get tired, grotesque Features can expect a thicker skull and a smaller brain, as well as a second eyelid to prevent expe- excessive exposure to light. That's disgusting. It blocks incoming blue light, but not other high wavelengths like green, yellow, or red. So, yeah, it blocks the blue light from your screens that you're always looking at. All right, well. That's say it. it didn't i wanted i wanted to know why they think we would have a smaller brain but they're not saying it i would venture to guess that a smaller brain because we offload so much knowledge nowadays we don't need to retain as much because it's all just at our fingertips our memories are getting worse but okay all right paul pelosi i talked about this on my last show Can you believe it's already been a week since he got his head bashed with a hammer? Um, Sounds like he's doing fine. I haven't read much on an update on his condition. They said he would have a full recovery. He hasn't died, so that's good. Uh, NBC News put out a report earlier today claiming that Paul Pelosi calmly opened the door to the cops in his underpants and then walked Back towards the hammer intruder, uh David De Pape, who bludgeoned him. Then NBC News mysteriously pulled the report. See, this is the problem because last week the conspiracy theories theories started up immediately that the guy who is a, a hemp jewelry making nudist from the Castro district district in San Francisco. People thought that it was some kind of tryst, some kind of grinder hookup, that Paul Pelosi is uh, in the closet and is having homosexual hookups while Nancy is out in D.C., and he's having them with weird nudist men late at night in his San Francisco home. Uh, Then there was the backlash. Even Elon Musk tweeted something about that at Hillary Clinton. Then the backlash came saying, oh, this is irresponsible. This is crazy. The police report refutes all of that. And now today you have this, a report coming out and then being mysteriously pulled. This is the problem. This is how these conspiracies get started. It's the back and forth. It's the murkiness. It's not being straight with the facts. They need to tell us what happened and they need to tell us immediately. They need to release the body cam footage from the cops when they showed up to the door so people could see what happened. Because if they don't, then those who don't like Nancy Pelosi and her politics, those who are conspiratorially minded, they're gonna think, okay, well, there must be something to this weird story that Paul and DePape knew each other, or at the very least, were having some kind of hookup gone wrong. NBC News report also stated it was not clear what Pelosi's mental status was when he reportedly stepped back away from police and that responding officers were seemingly unaware that it was the home of Nancy Pelosi. That's even weird. Like, how do you not know that it's Nancy Pelosi's house? You would think that every cop would at least, you know, take go on you go on a ride along and be like, by the way, this is where the VIPs live. Like, that's Pelosi's house. If you ever get a call about that, you that's where you're gonna go. The report differs from the court documents filed earlier this week. By early Friday afternoon, the report had been pulled. Now, listen, it's very possible that whoever was at NBC, whoever was in charge of this story, uh, jumped the gun. Maybe they had some bad information. You know, they didn't wait to confirm it. I know there was a big hubbub made last week when a Twitter video came out of, uh, It was during the press conference, I think either before or after the press conference had started, but a pool camera was still running and recorded a reporter talking to his office saying like, oh, they're saying he's a nudist, blah, blah, blah. Can we run with that? And the person on the other end of the phone says no. Why can you not run with it? Because you have to make sure it's sourced properly. You have to make sure it's correct before you go to press. You can't just float rumors you know i kind of get on this show because it's just a youtube show but even i won't state something like that as fact um yeah so i think that the, okay shortly after it aired the main source for the information was unreliable Regarding the question of the circumstances that the police encountered when they arrived at the house, specifically what the police saw and far, how far the attacker was from the door. So it sounds like they just jumped the gun and went with an unreliable story. However, there are still weird questions about this story. You know, one of the neighbors was saying that there's always security around the house and like, why didn't it trip the alarm? Someone said, well, why was the glass broken on the outside? I don't know. There's a lot of questions that would be cleared up if they would just. Tell us everything that happened. I don't know why Nancy wants this story to be like dribbled out in weird ways, unless she's just hoping people forget about it, don't breathe any more, put you know, breathe any more air onto this fire because uh, it, it's weird, and it gets weirder and less responsible. People will run with the conspiracy stories uh, if they don't give us the full full breakdown. So that's Paul Pelosi. Now let's talk about this. I'm a woman who looks just like Jim Carrey and I became a comedian. She does. She looks just like Jim Carrey. Um, These ads get more and more irritating. You can't even scroll. Like I'm trying to look at your website. Fuck. Her face is carrying her career. Full-time funny woman Heather Shaw is virally admitting that she had no choice but to become a comedian thanks for her uncanny resemblance to the ever-animated goofball Jim Carrey. She's always wanted to be a comedian since she was a kid. Now she is, she has 1.9 million followers. She's been dubbed the female Jim Carrey. Okay. You know, there's not a lot to this story. (laughs) This is one of those stories that I didn't read ahead of time. I just saw this and figured it'd be funny. I think what's funny is she looks just like Jim Carrey. That's her. That's Jim. She seems to be okay with it. And that's where I'm going to leave it. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Kyrie Irving and his whole uh, Jewish problem that he has in the video and all that. However, I have a friend, I think coming on this show tomorrow, who is qualified more than just myself to talk about i am not jewish uh and i am not black and so for me to talk about it will be less interesting than if i brought in somebody who i think is both he claims to be both jewish and black i'm not sure about one of those but i'm going to get him on here tomorrow and we're going to discuss this Kyrie story and kanye and uh just the the wave of uh, anti-semitism that seems to be cresting right now in the media and it just i I happen to see i stand with Kyrie" trending on twitter it's amazing how many people are coming out in support of him either saying oh you can't talk about anything anymore or like kyle kuzma another nba player was like man you get in trouble for talking about the truth now like what truth um it's it's shocking and not shocking it's shocking that so many people are publicly coming out in support of Kyrie not famous people by the way just people on Twitter but it sounds like there's been a, a lot of people who have been waiting for someone to express views like Kyrie and Kanye and uh, now they're getting irritated these people on Twitter that Kyrie and Kanye are facing consequences So it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting discussion. That'll be tomorrow on the Dante Greco show. Uh, Let me see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. There's like one or two things, but I think I'm going to cut the show short today. We only did about a half hour. Uh, it's more fun when I have someone else to talk to also. So I'm going to save a couple of good stories for my guests. We're not just going to talk Kyrie and uh, anti-Semitism tomorrow. We'll talk about some other fun stuff and, and news. It'll be better that way. But I just wanted to come on today because I noticed that I lost a couple of subscribers. I just want to say, Hey, why? What? Because I didn't make a video for one week. Don't you have anything else to watch? Like, come on, give me a break. I know the people who left aren't watching this either, so there's no point in even saying this. But, you know, I'll, I'm i going to keep making videos, okay? Just stick around. You don't need to unsubscribe. Jesus. All right. Let me leave you with my intro video. As always, this is the Dante Greco Show signing off. I'll see you tomorrow on a special Saturday edition of the show. As long as my friend shows up, he, he might turn into a flake and he might uh, bow out, but uh, he, he told me it'll be good. So it should be like midday Pacific time. So keep an eye out. I'll see you on the next show tomorrow. Dante Dante up. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come.